My dear Miss Temptation, seeing you walk out of that lake in such a manner is a shock indeed. Control yourself, Mr. Darling, and would you please kindly tell me why you are spying on an unaccompanied lady? My apologies, Miss Temptation. I couldn't resist coming to find you in person. I have a very special request before this evening's ball, and, having spoken to your father, he has given me permission to ask you. Oh, my dear Mr. Darling, please go on and ask me what you will. My dear Miss Temptation, I would consider it the greatest of honours if you would play the Regency setting for Chaosium 7th edition of Call of Cthulhu with me. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Yes, of course, yes, a thousand times. And we can have our fun with 10% off at the Chaosium store using the code PLAYHOUSE10. You really will be the ideal husband. Playhouse 10, you say? Indeed. And with the 10% off code Playhouse 10 from the Miskatonic Playhouse, I feel like quite the catch. Then let's get our copy of the Regency setting and stir up a scandal even the Prince Regent would sneer at. Oh, you are a temptress. Come, my intended. Our dice await. Welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. We have with us this evening Batu for an Inside the Mind with the author for The Yellow Death. And we also have with us, uh, very lucky to have Charles, who was the keeper of this scenario. Um, Charles, I believe you're going to kick us off with a question for Batu. Yeah, I mean, you know, Batu, I was just wondering, because it's always nice to know, uh, how and when did you start uh, playing role-playing games? Yeah, so it was 22 years ago. I started with a small group of friends, our high school friends, with an AD&D box set, uh, which was kind of vintage time now, I guess. <laughs> and just power playing, you know, rolling dice and trying to kill monsters. And then we, we never stopped, I guess. And so did you play some other games apart from Call of Tulu on D&D? Um, I mean, uh, we stuck with D&D for a long time. And... Mm -hmm. uh, had an experience with uh, Vampire the Masquerade, which was kind of maybe, I guess, 18 years ago or something, when mm -hmm. it was really, really hyped. And we liked it a lot, actually. I had a Malkavian character, which I really love. The setting mm -hmm. is really great. I hope yeah, they come setting back. Is great. Yeah. And with Cthulhu, I just, uh, I started playing Cthulhu perhaps maybe four years ago or something. So I'm kind of new to the setting, actually. Four years is quite a lot already. Yeah. Wow. What did you start with? Did you start with the hunting or with something else? Um, I actually started with my own, uh, one of my own games. I, uh, because I really liked the writing, the horror writing stuff. And mm -hmm. Cthulhu seemed the perfect setting for the thing. So, and I really love Lovecraft and the Gothic horror and everything. So uh, my, I mean, my first experience was me being a keeper, basically, trying to run my own scenario. Great. So from the start, huh? Amazing. Will we have a chance one day maybe to play this first scenario of yours? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've, I, um, uh, I really want to actually, but it's a quite long one and it's kind of complicated and my players actually want me to, you know, um, try it, but I'm, I'm, it's a bit overwhelming and I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try, of course. So maybe. It's a maybe, I guess. Yeah, it's a maybe. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. That, yeah, it's, there's a, I like that. There is, there is a reality, isn't there, of this was my home game and this is how we did it and I was able to tweak these things and then turning that into a scenario. Wow, what a, 
what a task in itself, but maybe it's a labor of love. Yeah, I hear that one. I have a similar story myself. Yeah. Uh, So we've got some uh, questions that we'd like to kind of ask the authors um, because we just love the work and we love getting to know the community. So uh, Batu, here's our first question. What are you most proud of with your scenario? Oh, why? Starting off with a tough one, I guess. Yeah. Um, So... I, I think it's the disease. I mean, the, the, the idea first came to me when I wrote this scenario during the pandemic. So it's, I mean, not a huge step from what I've been experiencing, I mean, for the past two years. But, I mean, the tuberculosis stuff that I first uh, looked into, Googled and kind of felt the connection with, and the, the, everything else came after the disease, basically. So that is what is basically is the foundation of the scenario so i kind of like it it's, it's something that is not particularly explored i guess so mm-hmm. i'll say i'll say the disease yeah that's I, my answer without too many spoilers and hopefully you've watched the uh, the actual play or listened to the podcast before you listen to this author interview here um but i have to say and, and you know down to charles's keeping as well as that really lovely idea within the scenario there was as a player you really felt that that was a uncontrollable element of fear that you had to cope with. And that was, that was cool. That was a really good sense because obviously with cosmic horror, there is that idea of you are a victim of it, whether you want to be or not, you have you know, your level of control on it is. And that, that as a, as a kind of core feature, I think that really added to that, really added to that. Thank you. Yeah, I would totally agree with Newman here. The fact that uh, the scenario is uh, well packed in terms of like, you know, just timing on because the disease um, is something that you can't really control. I think it does add really like a nice layer of fear for the players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, second question. Um, What would be your advice to future keepers of your scenario? All right, so... um, so I, I ran this scenario, of course, when I first wrote it. And the first thing, the, the, the most usual problem the old keepers run into, and that, that, is, that was my experience too, is that players do player things. So no, no plan, no scenario, no plot survives I mean, their plotting. So basically, the biggest advice for this scenario is just to read it and understand the plot. And, you know, I, I try to be try to give a really detailed structure of the scenario. Actually, one of my one of the criticisms that I got was that I overplotted it. And it's it's true, actually. But I like to give as much information as I can because I know that I mean the stuff that is scheduled there will not happen. You know, because more you know, you can improvise better and you can just kind of get a gist of the plot. Uh, and handle the players better way so don't expect the things to i mean uh, happen as they're written but i'm trying to understand the plot and the overall structure and you're good to go basically and there is oh sorry i mean i think that betu is underselling himself i mean you know it is extremely well plotted and i don't think it is over plotted or anything because as you said it's just like more elements for uh, the keepers to actually play with. I mean, you just give us opportunities to do stuff and have fun. Uh, so, I mean, I, as you said yourself, 
the players, you can't really predict what they're going to do. I mean, <laughs> they have crazy ideas in mind and you don't know how they're going to react. So you just give us many elements and we try to play with them as much as we can. The idea is in the end for the players to have a good time. And exactly. so I think that you did a pretty good job. There's yeah. like many elements in it and maybe they won't see everything, but that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You just have to make your peace with it. And the... The, as a as a as a handout, a really lovely handout as well, is um, the day schedule within the hospital. I think that was really cool because what I think I felt as a player when Charles presented that to us, he via you and your writing, you're presenting almost a, not just a menu for the day for your characters. You're presenting a menu of options to explore as well, and things to go and investigate and try out. And obviously, you can't do all of them because if you choose to do that at that time the thing before or after you might not be doing because you're doing that so there's a nice sense of i don't know there's a nice sense of replayability with that maybe because you could do different things with that schedule each time exactly yeah thank you i mean i mean those handouts are not just clues for the you know players to kind of i mean understand the plot they are actually um i mean guides guides that you can give players so they can actually understand how they interact w- with the game so when I try to write a scenario, I always try to present a setting because, you know, the plot is to the keeper. I mean, everybody yeah. has their own tastes. Every player has their own needs and stuff. But, I mean, the handouts actually give some kind of uh, extra elementary. So you can actually yeah. mold the scenario, you know, with those handouts. It's, I, I, like to, I like to do them, too. I mean, it's, it's fun to paint yeah. them and, you know, write them and everything. Yeah, no, I think they were great. And it was, I, yeah, as I said, they, they really impacted, I think, the choices that were made. Okay, uh, next question for you. Um, and if someone asked me this question, I'd go, oh, blow hell, I'm going to have to think for a second. <laughs> Is there a Miskatonic repository scenario that you would like to run? Well, I mean, there's, there's too much good stuff in there. I just, off the top of my head, I, I cannot say one or the other but i mean w- what i want to do actually just i just to deflect your question maybe mm-hmm. uh, I, <laughs> because i i, I can't think of one <laughs> uh, i'm sorry but uh, what i like to do is uh, try to uh, ask my players now that how what kind of scenarios they want to i mean be in because i never do that it's actually the writing is is kind of solitary thing and you, yeah. you get inspired you get down to writing and everything but um, i usually treat my players as test subjects and just uh, i mean <laughs> put them inside these confinements and everything so what i like to do is i mean uh, try to create this some kind of interactive setting and try to run those i'm i'm, I'm really a shy person i i I usually prefer my own stuff that I run. So I try to kind of expand. Um, I, I, I can't really uh, yeah. say anything other than no, that. I think that's uh, an absolutely valid answer. And I think you're right. There is a, I don't know, sometimes there's a bit of freedom, isn't there, as well, if you're running something that you're kind of almost kind of creating in response to your players. And I think that's how a lot of the, the community content actually gets created is similarly to you know a part of your origin story batu is you might run something play something you know homebrew then go actually this is this has got a nice idea to or this has got something with it that the other people might want to enjoy um yeah yeah and sometimes the end product is really different from the original one (laughs) yeah but you know 
in the end, it does come from these original ideas that you created with your players. Yeah, yeah this, this see... thing started with a with keeper notes, basically. I just expanded on it. And that, that's, that's the gen genesis of this Yellow Death book, basically. Yeah. Okay, and I do, do you... what? Oh, sorry, go on, Charles. No, no, I was just wondering, uh, within your uh, huge cast of NPCs, uh, do you have one that you really enjoy? Enjoy acting or maybe just, you know, the person of it, you know, someone that you really like? I, I like the artist, the photographer, actually, Mike. Because oh. I, I'm, an, yeah, I'm an NPC keeper, so I, I like improvising. I actually like to perform a lot. That is mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I create a lot of NPCs, because I like to kind of impersonate them and just, you know, yell and, you know, show ticks and stuff. So I like Mike because he talks too much. I like to talk <laughs> too much. I like to, you know, kind of do all these different annoying things. So Mike's my favorite. Yeah. I did think you, that Charles was the keeper. Did you have a favorite NPC? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, I love uh, the head of the institution, but I think that I really liked the old nurse, Pearl. Uh, yeah. I think that she was, you know, she's an old lady, and it's always fun to play an old lady, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I was just having fun with her. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you will, uh, if you listen to the podcast, uh, you will see that uh, we have quite a different ending from what you plotted, uh, but that's just, you know, the players doing nonsense. So, yeah, no. One Things specific didn't... player. No, there wasn't me. There was one no. specific player going rogue. <laughs> a lot of players did things that I did not expect, but we had great fun, you know. But yeah, you have so many uh, memorable NPCs in there. Yeah. I think it's part of the of the enjoyment of it. Yeah. At least from, like from a keeper, you know. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> hospital, so I mean, it has to be a lot of people in there. Yeah. And you know, when the scenario, when the players are kind of uh, trying to do stuff and they're failing, and and the vibe is kind of down, and everybody's fumbling and stuff, I like to put one NPC, throw one NPC in there, and it helps with the you know flow of the session as yeah, well. Yeah, so with I the like pacing, NPCs of course. Yeah. Okay. Um so without giving away any trade secrets then batu uh what would you like to explore in your next scenario all right so um the thing is i'm turkish so i have a native uh, uh, mythological you know culture mm -hmm. that i like to explore because i mean i've tried to kind of localize this scenario to us because i mean it, it didn't start with the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, actually. So I started with a local place. And then I realized, I mean, this is in English. And I mean, let's keep it familiar for, you know, the folks out there. But mm -hmm. now for the second try, I'll, I'll try to be more local, I guess, so mm -hmm. that I can maybe uh, invite people to some myths that don't usually, I mean, uh, found in this kind of scenario. So that's, that's my step. I mean, I don't know about you, Newman, but I do enjoy uh, having uh, different kind of scenarios and different locations. I mean, I think that, you know, it gets a bit boring to have everything in the US as well. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, different places to go on uh, new things for investigators to explore. So, you know, yeah. have fun. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely certain you will do something uh, absolutely great with your own stuff if you yeah. want to. I think Absolutely. we, yeah, 
it wasn't it was only uh, uh, a week or so ago uh, in the playhouse discord we we were we were talking about the, the the range of locations for scenarios and if you look at it on a on a map there's there's a bit of a there's there's a significant cluster so to have things outside of that cluster i think it's great because it gives as charles is saying and as you're intending batu it gives just a, a range you know and if you want your characters to go and experience something different yeah you, you know, you, the fact that you can change the culture and location is brilliant because it's that adds to the huge sense of investigation that that is at the heart of the game. Exactly. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I mean, the first tip in the Miskatonic uh, repository guidebook is not to write the uh, King in Yellow scenario. You know that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna try to you know overrule that again. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, you did it in a fresh way, and you know that was part of the yeah. of the nice thing. You know, it wasn't just Thank like, you. oh yeah, we are putting up a play, or we are filming a movie. You know, it was something different, and it was nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the next question, I think you've kind of hinted at it already. Uh, you saying about your origins, but again, this is something that's that's quite broad as well. Um, where do you get your inspiration from? Um. Mostly historical uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, this particular scenario was inspired from a YouTuber who went exploring this abandoned sanatorium in uh, Istanbul, where I actually live. And when I started reading about, I mean, the disease, I mean, how the, you know, the facility is being run and everything, it all came together. And I said, I mean, this is basically yeah. it rises up. So and most of other stuff that I ran with my group that I haven't, published it. They're all inspired by historical events, people, mostly places, actually. And yeah. I, I like to give it a twist, like this kind of magical reality writing. So there's this historical thing, kind of obscure. And what if, I mean, it's something more, I mean, horrifying than what is actually written about it. So that's, that's how I start with scenarios, basically. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's something you're saying there, isn't there about, you know, it's a location and that's, that's yeah. undeniably, especially, I think with the yellow death as well, the location almost becomes, yeah, it becomes a character in itself. It becomes something that you're very aware of uh, as an investigator, you know, exploring that area. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, especially okay. when you're trapped somewhere like in this scenario yeah. and you can't escape as uh, a place itself, uh, is something that you can't really just like deny. Uh, it is everywhere, and you have to, you know, account for it. Yeah. Uh, so our last question, Batu, um, yeah. and this is this is you are as a community writer in the Miskatonic repository. What advice do you have for the rest of the community? I mean, um, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, my advice. I mean. Take it with a grain of salt because I'm I'm really new at writing, um, um, but I can say this for all uh, you know artistic endeavors: just don't try to be unique. Just try to be yourself. Because I mean, uh, if one of the things that keep people from writing or you know, I mean painting or anything is just to be that you know perfect, unique, creating this kind of uh, chef d'oeuvre like this opus, you know, in the first try. You don't. You don't need to do that. Just uh, if you have a special thing, as some kind of small idea, just try to implement it in a fairly normal setting, and it comes out great usually. Because 
these games, I don't think they expect too much innovation. People like to have fun. We like to play characters in B movies. I mean, we like to get afraid, and that's it. I, I, I mean, that is my advice. I mean, just try it, and after maybe some five or six hours, you'll get to that, you know, magnum opus or whatever you, you I mean, you're aspiring to. But just, just keep it simple and keep it. I mean, based on you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you've actually echoed some of Mike Mason's own words there that he kind of talked about in one of the uh, Miskatonic repository uh, gatherings we had, where Mike Mason was a, was a guest speaker. Uh, yeah, he said he kind of said the same thing. He said, if you know, if you're out there and you're writing for the repository, don't try and write something that's a series of five scenarios linked together, or as you say, uh, magnum opus. He said, write something that is singular, enjoyable, fun. Your players are going to enjoy. The keeper's going to enjoy. So yeah, you know, you're echoing a lot there. That that I think is at the core of what the repository is as well. Um, yeah, amazing. Amazing. Players play the game. So I mean, this time it's kind of it's always on the second you know, seat. You know, yeah. you just provide a setting. It's got some cool ideas in it, and you know, let players have fun with it. I mean, just because otherwise you you gotta go shoot the movie or something. You know, it's yeah. not a game. <laughs> Uh, Batu, thank you very much for joining us uh, for Inside you, the Mind guys. here. Yeah, no, thank you're you very so welcome. much. Thank you so I'm much. I'm really humbled and thank you, Charles. I mean, thank you, Newman. So this is this was great and I really appreciate you taking a shot with the game. And I'm, I'm glad you guys have fun. Yeah. And I just want to say one thank you to my editor who, who edited the whole text without anything, asking anything from me, Pascal. I hope you, I mean, listen to this, watch this, and thank you too. I mean, thank you. Thanks, all of you. I mean, I'm amazing. Awesome. Lovely, lovely words that echo exactly, I think, what this community is about. Amazing. And Charles, thank you again, Leo, for being here. Charles is a big part of the Playhouse and having him here is fantastic. Um, if you would like your scenario uh, to be played like Batu's uh, at the Miskatonic Playhouse, please uh, drop us a line. Come see us on our Discord or on our Facebook. But you can uh, drop your scenario uh, at our email, which is miskatonicplayhouse at gmail.com. So please drop us a line. Let us know. And um, yeah, good luck out there. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs>